You nervous? All right, right on. No. To answer your question, I don't bathe my dog very often either. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Like our, yeah, we're, we're trying to learn. When like, they get dirty. Yeah. Exactly. They, they go in the salt water and you take them to the dog beach, give them a rinse. Yeah, just like I do myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> treat it like you treat yourself. Exactly. And you ready to go? All right, you ready? Yeah, sure. Right on. This is Instant Friends, the podcast where we show you Florida isn't so bad after all. I'm your host, Jordan Carl Jones. With me is. Can I introduce myself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Kendra. I'm shooting it to you. So, this week, um, if you listened to last week's episode, um, it was kind of like a 30 minute intro into the new studio and get comfortable. So, it only made sense to bring back our first guest to make him get comfortable in the new studio as well. Glad to be here. Andrew Cruz. Thank you. Oh, as I was saying it, the last name again, I was like, oh, you got fucking, it. I'm fucking nailed it. Nailed it. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, how's, uh, so last time we, um, talked about all different kinds of stuff. Um, and we talked about, uh, like we called it the call of the, call of the desert because, uh, it had been a while since mm-hmm. you, or, or you said you kind of felt it, you know, like wanting to get back out there and all that kind of stuff. Now that we're, I mean, how many months ago? It was like three months ago? Yeah, it'd be like three months. Yeah, I think you guys are on <clears throat> once a once a week episodes, right? Which yeah, like so yeah, 16, been, yeah, three or four months. Yeah. So now that you're kind of settled in, things are opening up. Yeah. What's the plan? How do you feel now? I feel good. I mean, uh, you know, we've been coming home back and forth uh, for like every six months or whatever. So usually in May is when we get like kind of antsy, and it seems to have come and gone now. It's uh, different. We're getting into the house. We have no roommates for the first time in six years. <clears throat> That's what well, I can't. Yeah. Even I mean, how long? How long have you and Ashley been together? Six years. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But dude, the, I like I can't, I can't even pro- like. We've been living, I mean, obviously married for twelve years yeah. and never had roommates, obviously. But I can't like. So we have you know friends as well that do the same thing where they've had they just came out of a like a, a couple places where they had roommates. Mm-hmm. But the and like I was we were talking to him, I was talking to him and he was like. It's I forgot or what life was like to be able to just walk outside naked or just like have any set of any sign of like uh, privacy. Yeah, it's definitely like uh, I'm loving it so far. It's, yeah, it's been great. Uh, it it was like we had so many different roommates too, but it was also a great source of income to rent out the other two rooms in our house. First, yeah. we were like, well, we want to do so much. And I'm like, well, all that extra money. At yeah. first, I thought I was going to miss it, and now it's just like, oh, it's worth it. You know, it's nice to have to, a place to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, especially six years, only like your whole entire relationship not being alone. Yeah. Well, Is there, we, I mean, I guess you were in Arizona. Yeah, I guess we were in Arizona. Yeah. Then we yeah. like were really close to each other, too, because yeah. we were in like a tiny little trailer. So it mm-hmm. was like kind of weird going from that to this. But now it's like, you know, because it was always so different. The living room would always be occupied, or someone would be cooking in the kitchen, yeah. or dishes in the sink or you know there's so much that goes into that's already in driving house. me crazy yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah but it's nice and then we like we had so many different styles of roommates like first we had uh like Vinny and jessa like just our friends like both of mm. our best friends lived with us yeah and that was cool and then after they moved out uh carly and phil moved in with their baby and that was like a totally different experience. I mean, it was awesome. They were really good. Just having a baby around though. Yeah. And then recently we just had all of our roommates. I was telling you guys about last time we came back from like uh, New York and yeah. from Missouri and stuff like that. And they all, uh, and now they're gone. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I mean, are you just going to go roommateless? Yeah, I think so. So now that, but like, well, like to go back to my question, are you guys considering moving? Are you, I mean, are you stable where you're at now? And you're like, we're just going to hang out here? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're in the process of renovating the house out. So like we want to like fix it up and make it more of our own, even though obviously it is ours. Like I took one of the rooms immediately and I had like this whole idea and vision for it. And it's like really coming together now. I made like a little workspace, like a creative space. Ah, creative space. Yeah. Well, what things do you create? You were talking about, we were talking about, we text a little bit about the, uh, you were wanting to like shoot something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been trying to write is uh, any short stories, anything that's actually like feasible for me to do with myself or like one other person. Mm. But you know, it's just so hard. Like, uh, like when we we would hang out and talk about things like yeah. writing, it's hard if you don't have anybody else to kind of bounce ideas off yeah. of. You know what I mean? And then New Smyrna isn't like a Orlando where there's not like a a plethora of people to talk to like mm-hmm. about these things. But uh, being a bartender, I've recently just ran into so many like directors and uh like people who are in the industry oh really like, yeah just really randomly like like that's strange. 9 45 like they'll come in by themselves and i'm like giving them like the last call and then i'm like asking them what they do and they're like oh uh, i'm a director of photography for vice and i just been in miami like, oh, shooting no this. like yeah. yeah that's it's pretty cool yeah and like you just like i mean I, yeah i guess that's true like i um i always thought that when i was writing real hard i always thought that like the hospitality would somehow pull out like ideas and like, you know, like, you know, friendships. Cause you're in that, like, especially stuck behind a bar, you have nothing else. Yeah. But to like, cause it was a time where I like, it was a time where I was considering multiple um, professions just for the idea of writing. Like I applied to a butcher shop one time, like, like a legit, like we're killing cows and then we're breaking them down Okay. because I thought it would fuck with my head so much <laughs> that I'd be able to pull stories out of it. Yeah. Yeah, one of the guys actually told me the same thing. He was like, well, like, now you have, like, a character study. You can, like, sit here and, like, kind of, like, take in time to, like, look at all the different people you're interacting with every day. Everyone's a different character, so you can kind of, like, draw inspiration from all these people that you're surrounded by constantly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, you try to do that, but then you, like, get caught up in your workflow, and you're like, oh, shit, I totally forgot to think about that. <laughs> I forgot about this guy from Vice that I was supposed yeah. to be talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... uh. I mean, I think it's the perfect job, but that's, that's awesome, man. Like, I hope that, uh, it goes through. are you still, you music at all? Anymore? I haven't been doing any music. Uh, I talked to a, a buddy of mine in Jacksonville about maybe starting something, but it's just, I don't know. It's just in the back of my head, I guess. Yeah. Well, the same thing is like, uh, working at where we at work at now is like East End. It's like, it's surprising once I uh, talk to more and more people, like all the wild shit that people like do, like, like one of the guys next to us, they, he just works at the bread place. It's like a bakery mm-hmm. he goes oh yeah i play music and i go oh yeah and he's like i, I do like folk music or whatever and i was actually telling him this i was like anytime anybody tells you even myself if i tell someone like i paint or whatever right when i used to write whatever i always assume that like the in their head whether they do it or not they look kind of eye roll and be like because eh, you never yeah you never have any kind of connection to like what kind of skill is involved with because you know there's so many people that say they do those things and they might not or exactly. they're bad. Yeah, like me. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like, I, like I try to say I'm doing it, but really I'm like trying my best to become like disciplined in actually sitting down and making time to do it every day yeah. because it's like I get so caught up doing everything else that it's like in the hours too that you like delegate for yourself every day. Like what are you really supposed to be doing now? And you're like, I, guess I could just sit here and do this, but I should really be writing. Yeah, but, exactly. You know. Yeah, and well, to go back to my point with that guy is like he turned out like, I was like, oh yeah, what's your Instagram? And I was like, I'll check it out. And expecting, not expecting, but like fully prepared for the idea that like this guy like, you know, can't carry a tune or like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Sure. He's like, but really good, but he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, course, oh, right? what the fuck dude? And like, <laughs> he's like, he's like in three bands and he does like, you know, one man show, like pop-up things. And he does like the kick bass and 
plays the guitar and like sings like like very like folky like out loud stuff. My dude, this is so sick. And he's like, ah, whatever. You know, it's like right. one of those things where like, and there's another guy in there that like does 3D like wood sculptures. I'm like, what? The? It's just all the people. You know, same thing as like you know, you just kind of have these pockets of like talking to people, and you're like, a lot of people have more artistic endeavors or mindsets than like I think people actually realize. For sure, that's and that's why I wanted to create like a more of a creative space. Like I said, like living with roommates for all that time was just like I never really had my own spot like in the house. Like you know, when I'm going to sit at the kitchen table on my laptop and like try to work something out while like someone's always doing something around me or always like has an idea of like let's go do this and I'm like that sounds better than this, so yeah, I'll just exactly. stop doing it. And like now it's funny because I've been like like I literally gutted the whole room, painted the whole room, and like got like nice furniture desk everything set up and getting like a screen with the projector and stuff like that for like watching movies and uh it's it's great and all but now i find myself really drawn to just decorating the room <laughs> <laughs> like and i'm like instead of like i'm like oh i made this to write in but instead I'm like i could get some more lights in here some, <laughs> some statues yeah, like at the end of it you're like i might want to be a decorator I, uh, honestly i think designs. of it yeah like in the terms of like uh i'm kind of like producing the room like you know what i mean like it's coming from me still and it, it does feel more like a creative outlet because as a kid like oddly enough like i never really had my own room like i had brothers so like we always had shared rooms and like my parents like we lived in apartments a lot so we never hung anything on the walls and then um we bought our, like our first house and the, the plan was always to like they were buying and then selling houses yeah in order to like get to their forever home kindred's parents are the same way so i never had like any artistic anything in my room like mm -hmm. nothing was hanging up on my walls and like this is the first time i could actually decorate a space that like fits me that feels like oh this is really nice like yeah. this is what's been inside my head for all these yeah. years and it's finally like coming out right in front of me and i'm like this is great that's how we're feeling now with our new but, yeah, yeah that's what i figured yeah with you guys' yeah. new home right yeah yeah because ha having a yeah, yeah we've been in an apartment since we got married so this is like our first kind of yeah, that's exciting. Great. Yeah, we can paint whatever the fuck we want. Like, hey, I want yeah. this wall to be mustard. Yeah. And it's like throw like a color. I'm sure it's, it's excited like to live with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, I Kinder gave me a section of the wall and I just did a whole graffiti. Like, I saw it, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, I mean, I can imagine what Jordan's going to do to some of these walls in here. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to paint the whole wall. Yeah, I tried to get as many as I could and she's like, you can have this one. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was the argument with, between Ashley and I for a long time. I was like, and then finally I was like, you know what? I'm taking that room. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want one space of the house i like first i was like was claiming the garage so i had to clean the whole garage out and then one of my friends moved into the garage and i was like damn it he took yeah. the garage from me he moved in like yeah he's living in the garage he was yeah oh, okay because yeah, that has to be awful though like, it was pretty bad in, yeah. living in a garage i mean yeah i, mean, I just think that, yeah uh, the idea of like because there's no <laughs> it's a gap in the fucking door like <laughs> yeah i mean it was hot and then it was cold so you guys charge him rent Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was funny because like he moved down with us, and his idea was to first move in, and then like find a job and go find a place to stay and spend the winter here with all of us. Because the other two rooms had already been called by our other two friends that were yeah. coming down, so he came down and like was staying in one room, and then when the other friend got there, he moved out and like moved into like the Holly Hill, like which is like this like kind of like rough little neighborhood up in like you know North Daytona or whatever. And uh, he ended up moving in with like this 60 year old man and like a 70 year old lady. And he was just telling me all these crazy horror stories he was having with the lady. Like the lady was just completely insane. He said like he like knocked over something in his room one night at like midnight. She like knocked on his door and she's like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> just yeah. like, she could like he's so eventually he just had to get out of there. We were like, well, I guess you can move into the garage. Not that I've cleaned it completely out and made <laughs> yeah. it into a room. How did you charge him? 
Uh, I think really three hundred bucks. Damn, three hundred bucks for a garage. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I don't know what the market value is on a garage. Well, it was like but... my own, like it was my space to have, and I was like, well, you know. And then he was only there for six months, so it was like it ended up being like twelve hundred bucks for like the whole stay of like a winter, you know. Still, and had... still, but like for a area that like yeah. typically doesn't get used to <laughs> besides your cars, you're like, I'm gonna make three hundred bucks off of this. Like I said, I was building it out to be my workspace, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, I just did, I did like hours of work to it because I mean, it was a garage that was full of storage beforehand. So yeah. I was like. Yeah. So now, you know, now, now it's back to being storage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, those creative spaces are like important. Like um, we, like when we were in, like when I was, you want to call it finding myself or whatever. And like uh new Smyrna, when I started painting that, that's what that apartment was. Like, yeah. dude, we fucking destroyed that place. Like, I, 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 mean, I did, but <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. But, but I mean, she painted as well in there, but like, Not yeah, I did. I like, but I like, it was a chance for me to like, literally just kind of find what sure about painting I liked and like I, enough where I like I messaged the, like I told the lady as we left out because there was nothing I got it all over the carpets there was no way I could get any like a lot of it off uh-huh. and I told her I'm sorry <laughs> whatever the cleaning bill is we'll take care of it yeah you really turned that like it's like you like went and met Tyler and then you're like I could do this <laughs> well, it wasn't that it was just like I saw like I talked about this on one of the podcasts is like uh you know how like how influenced I was by him before realizing uh-huh and like, um, and like, it really kind of like if I if I really evaluate it, and I really did after he passed, it was like the idea of like you know, that like seeing someone that was using it as a sense of therapy, mm-hmm. other than a sense of like income. Like to me, like a lot of times, music or like I, I maybe up to that point, I saw a lot of those things as not income, but I saw them as like I only saw like the big versions of it, the people that are popular, music, right, whatever, yeah. movies, whatever. But I never saw it as a sense of like, like notoriety. Yes, or, or yeah, exactly. And I, I never saw it as a sense of like, I'm I have this feeling or this observation or whatever, and I'm putting it on a canvas, right? And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how much I sell this for, or what I do with it, or whatever. It's literally therapeutic for me, and it exists here. And like going to his house for the first time and seeing all those things, it was like, it was like it literally was like almost an awakening for me if I really value it. Like it's like because I was writing so much, and I stopped writing for a long time in that point, and I was like. Cause, cause writing for me was like so hard to like sit, like same thing, yeah. sit down, write or whatever, but painting it kind of like, it can exi- like, same with like writing, I, you know, you can, you can vision stuff, put stuff down, but like putting something colors and an object or an idea onto a canvas, it almost like the first couple of times I did it, it like fit yeah. it, and I just felt it so differently. And like, you know, it's a bummer that I never could tell him that, but it was one of those things where it did like, uh, you know, it wasn't just, I could do it. It was seeing someone else be like, Oh, I'm angry inside, or I have these feelings, and I can, you know, put something for sure. Out. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting into something like painting as well. It's something that's like more like immediate, like putting, like <clears throat> you know, like how when you have to flesh out a story. It's much more like painstakingly long, and you're like thinking it through so much. But it's something that can be coming so organically from you, and you're like, yeah. I want to use these colors, and then yeah. you're like the first streak or whatever you yeah. make on the on the canvas. You're like, okay, it's begun. Like, yeah. This is where this begins now. Exactly. And it can exist in rough or soft and you can like literally almost like form it. And like, I've, I've become to enjoy the process of like almost like taking it apart and like really looking at it and stepping back and be able to like piece it together, you know, what I'm trying to say, what this is trying to, whatever, and trying to, you know, like form it into what my thought process. And like, then it's like writing, I know this is like a cliche where people say it, or maybe people don't understand, but writing is hard. 
Yeah, yeah. It, Dude, it is like even like most writers will will say that they're like it's not like it's, you're not getting into this for it to be fun. It's it's supposed to be this way. Like if, if it was fun, everybody would do it. Especially just, like really good ones. Like you know, yeah. dude, if you're gonna write a book, yeah. that's like I think movies. There is a sense of like if you're just a writer for a movie, there's a sense of like I'm going to write like like introduction, you know, whatever. You know, you, you, yeah. there still is a, a bit of work that, or there's still a lot of work that goes into just writing a movie. But then you can take it and then the director can like make it his own and have more, you know, fun. So it takes about an actual book where it only exists on the page. That's yeah. There's like a built structure into a lot of movies, you know, like the mm -hmm. three act story structure. And then with, yeah. with books, like they become their own completely like their own worlds and just so much more detail and vividness goes into it that you're expressing through the film as opposed to now you're putting it in completely in words. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of things that you've like referenced or, or given me uh to read or something like that have been like very vivid like dialogue wise like yes yeah that i i'm strongly into it like but there is something that like uh, and it's also so crazy to read stuff and you're like i don't like this writer when technically he's doing technically what someone else is like this like the, the even that something like putting uh, you know words onto a page can change in style mm -hmm. just like if if you know you had me paint you know a stormy sky versus another artist right that art can exist in the same concept, I'll like paint on a canvas, but it can exist out of someone else and look different, which I think is like fascinating. Yeah. I'm not even a Stephen King fan. No offense to anybody. Oh, it's okay. No, no, I don't know if you are. I think you are, right? Uh, I mean, I, I don't hate on him. I don't hate, <laughs> I don't hate him either, but just like some of his stuff, I'm like, it's too detail oriented. Like yeah. sometimes I want to exist some of the, like the imagery in my head. It's a little one dimensional, I guess. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like all like, I mean, he's, he's a very he's like dark, this, he's horror driven guy. Which I like, but he's a, he'll be like, sometimes in the stuff he'll be like, this chair, it was brown, had four legs. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's a chair. It's a chair. Yeah. But, you know, that's just different styles. But. I just read this book recently called Running the Lights, and uh, it's by a comedian, and it's yeah. about a comedian. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, I, it, it's it's phenomenal. Like, the detail that he goes into, like, describing, like, the guy's alcoholism and drug use and, like, promiscuous sex and stuff like that is just so, it's, like, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's such a dark thing it's it's like they're so like, like comedy we talked about a little last time was like the idea that like i guess when you really go down the rabbit hole and start learning about it it's like you ha like similar with like I said earlier like the perception of like you only see the big ones you only see them on stage when you start learning more about people like that they're like dark tragic people they're, they uh -huh. are like sad clowns you know yeah. i mean especially some of our favorites like you like, listen to them talk about like their lives before like you know what i mean it's like a rough lifestyle and, for sure and like so this Great segue, Drew. They like it goes into um, like the uh, the Bo Burnham thing. Yeah, like I had no idea, like, because like like that he was depressed or you know like he was that type of person. Right. Yeah. Then he says that he they took that hiatus. Yeah. For he was like, like I was having severe panic attacks on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I like so we'll get into that. Like so we watched it last night. Like the, if you haven't seen it, Bo Burnham inside. I cannot. It, it honestly like it. It was one of those things for me that maybe even closer to the Tyler thing where it like it hit me like, oh my God, dude, I was like blown away by it. I was blown away with like every aspect of it. I was blown away with like the funniness of it, the seriousness of it, yeah. the way it was cut, the like, but it's also like that, like the sacrifice of art is like, that was like apparent. Like I'm, I'm not doing anything for a year. Yeah. And it was just like, just circumstantial, like with COVID, like it just happened and that's not like he would have never been put in that situation had like the whole world not been put into it. Like a lot of us wouldn't have obviously. Yeah. And the fact that he like took on that, that role and like had that idea. It, it's, it, 
it's unbelievable. I think about it too, like the the building blocks to do that. Talking about writing, like the idea yeah. to write all those songs, and they're all catchy as fuck. They're so good. It's <laughs> so they're like, so catchy. I listened. We watched it, and I listened to my favorites, and then I watched it again this morning. And like, there's songs in there that are like, if this, like, me and Kendra were talking about this, is like, if this played on the radio, I'd be like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just like even none the some of the non jokey songs. Mm-hmm. That oh, just, the, like, that was like my favorite one. I forget the one that you posted last night. Was the thirty. So, like like turning thirty like oh, oh yeah that one was really good but too. also but what's so beautiful about like the whole thing like I could get it, I could talk for this for hours because it's so fresh in my mind what's so beautiful about it for me was the seriousness into something light mm-hmm. or like whatever is like and I couldn't even separate when he started like when it when he was trying to be funny mm-hmm. or like or when he was trying to be serious sometimes right. like like the like he definitely was being serious before that uh, that song. He was like sitting next to the clock and he's like, I'm spending, I'm about to turn 30. Yeah. Spending it alone. So I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my 20s for another minute. Yeah. And it's just sad. And like he's, and it goes into this weird pop synth wave <laughs> where then he like talks about all his stupid friends are like having stupid kids. Oh, yeah. And like he does this jokey thing. It was, and all the lighting stuff too was like, yeah, it was, I thought it was funny. I kept thinking about like, man, he should have done a part of like, how he kept ordering things off Amazon because he had to have like, I was like there's no way he had all that stuff like there's so much different things that he kept getting like disco balls different lightings different projectors diff- like so many different uh, I don't like well, yeah, yeah like equipment, equipment yeah, yeah. so much different equipment exactly yeah well and also like you know you see like you see the floor and it's just covered I'm like yeah. I, I even I had this thought was like how does he keep up with all these cords like what goes to he's what like pulling the cord out of yeah, the drawer exactly. and yeah, stuff exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the ideas yeah, that the he had, like the like, different cuts that he, like the the discipline that it must have taken to like consistently be like, I'm still going to do this and I told finish Ken, it. I, I told Kendra that. I told I was like. I would have not done that. Yeah. I would have like three months in, I'd be like, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm over Especially it. if you're going down these valleys of like deep <laughs> depression <laughs> and like you're like, I'm yeah. still going to do this. But the idea, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he was, he probably wasn't, but on drugs, but like I would need really to like wrap myself into that i would need to be like i feel like he would have incorporated it if he was like doing drugs or drinking i think he just like seemed like he was just but his body also started if you notice it like started like he started like emancipate like or not emancipate it's very very a little kid (laughs) (laughs) but what is it like uh i don't even know know. what you're trying to say but i can't think of the word (sighs) anyways he started like uh becoming the machinist oh yeah getting a little thinner well he like this and like his beard he he looked like a crazy you know at the end of it and like and then like I legit like those parts where I would like I don't think I've ever consumed anything where I laughed through so many parts of it. Uh-huh. But then like at the end I cried last uh-huh. night. Like dude, like the where he's the, talking about being done with it. You're like when he's like, I think I might just keep doing this forever and never release it and never do anything because like I'm kind of scared to have it be over and yeah, I just want to keep doing it. And yeah, and like, he's like, I you know, and then like he does that song about like he's he's gonna not gonna kill himself, he's gonna kill himself in four in ten years. Right, I'm gonna kill myself in forty. Well, well, then he does that that la- well, not the very last song, but the song before last, where he like um, is like singing and dancing, and then like he picks the camera up and he's like, everybody put your hands up, and like he almost like for me it, like also like resonated for like probably what it's like to be a comedian of like when you are sad, people are laughing and like all that kind of stuff. Like at the end where he walks out. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. everyone's and there's that laugh track and he like, looks it, like the Lebowski in that one yeah, like, and, he's, tr- like and, he, and he's trying to get back in and he can't get back in and they're still laughing at him yeah and like you know what I mean he's trying to get back into this I took it as a metaphor trying to get back into his head of this like depression this thought and this creative space sure before giving it to people and like people consuming it as like all funny yeah. instead of all being some or being somewhat serious 
and people were laughing at him. And that's what it seemed like. It was so, and then that's when it cut to him watching it. And he's just like stoic so as people are laughing. And then you see a small smirk and it ends. Yep. I'm like, dude. I, and like, like I said, I can't, I, there's so many like little cuts in there too. Like the moment where he's like watching himself as a kid, like play the piano. Oh, right. Yeah. And like, he's just not smiling whatsoever. Like, and just like these weird, like, I think it's, you're getting a, a, a some of like, you know, like a painting or whatever. You're like, you're getting a glimpse into someone that's like, you're like someone's mind wholeheartedly. For sure. Yeah. He was, it, it was very impressive. I couldn't believe that, that it got completely finished with it. Like, yeah, I could imagine the amount of hours that must have taken to oh. make those cuts. So like the setting up, lighting everything and then yeah. like testing it yeah. and then all the, like the takes, like the ones where he shows the takes where he's like saying something and then he messes it up and he's like, fucking great. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> he just gets all mad. You're like, that probably happened so much more. Yeah. He just couldn't incorporate all the times that <laughs> yeah. he was fucking furious about it. Also, like, I was also thinking about the editing process of going back through it. Like yeah. all the footage he must have shot. Yeah. How do you decide what stays? How do you decide what ends it? Like, you know what I mean? Like. A lot of organization in that, for sure. Dude, I, I could talk about that for hours. Like I said, it just hit He's me. He's very in, talented. Yeah. What, what just hit me in a spot of, like, my own stuff is, like, sometimes I can play around with, like, you know, humor or a concept or whatever. It just hit me in the spot of, like, being so vulnerable. It made me feel, like, weak as an artist. Because <laughs> he was, like, so raw and, like, it was so raw and so vulnerable. Damn. Yeah, that it's, like, he's he basically, like, was basically naked. Like, like, oh, yeah. know, not 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 only physically, but like he was he, naked at the end. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but but he's like, and then maybe maybe that's a metaphor. Maybe that's what you're explain. It's like the idea of like showing. Like, yeah, like yeah, I, this is all I've shown you. Everything I have, you're getting a glimpse into that. And yeah. it made me just want to like, like try to pull my own self out of these like thoughts. Or whatever. But, I couldn't in the beginning. I was like, he's a giant. Like when he comes inside that door and he has to like duck under, <laughs> and he's so tall. And then at the end, the same thing happens. And I like really couldn't get over the fact of his stature. He's a giant person. Yeah, he's huge, and, and he's only thirty years old. I had no idea that he was so young. Well, he's been doing it since he was a teenager. I think that's what. Yeah, I think that's where I. Cause I've, I've heard his name for so long. I feel like. Have you seen his other movies like Eighth Grade or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't seen, seen it, but it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really funny. Like for him to write a story from the perspective of an eighth grade girl. Oh, okay. like that's like video blogs and stuff like that oh, yeah. but it's great like it, it works out really well it's kind of like when jonah hill did like mid 90s about like the kid being yeah, a skateboarder yeah. It's, yeah. it's a similar take on that but this it, for some reason bo burnham wrote it and it's about an eighth grade girl yeah i'm interested i mean i don't i don't see him first see him putting out anything out but but what i was kind of going to ask you too is like and kendra too like i don't think we really talked about this is like it says and like also trying to already telling people to watch it or whatever like I've already told like 500 people, like, like personally, like, yeah. like in the course of last night to today. Yeah. Yeah. That's an exaggeration. But no, like, yeah, but, but you say, it says a comedy special. Do you consider that a comedy special? Because Kendra was, I was telling her like, it might be my favorite comedy special of all time. And she said, she made a good point that it's not really a not comedy like special. A, yeah. Not in like a standup aspect, I guess you wouldn't say that. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely... Like a performance piece, I guess. Yeah, yeah more, it's more, more, yeah, it's yeah. more like, yeah, it's more like. There's like comedic parts of it. Oh, for sure. There, but it's like, it's not somebody standing up telling, you know, premises and, you know, punchlines. Right. But I still find it funny. But yeah, it's like, it's completely its own thing. It's like very original for him like to. theatrical comedy. Yeah, it's almost like, like a one-man show, basically, I've been telling people. Yeah, yeah I can so see like, that. And like, it doesn't have those like hard punches and stuff like that. And I'm interested to see because we listen to so many uh, comedy podcasts, how they mm. perceive it. Like an actual, like Mark Norman, who's such a yeah. 
like writer that you know punches it up works it out for you know whatever and like does that and like how they perceive that if it is because like you know who rory, rory uh scoble is mm, i don't think so uh he's been in some stuff he has like uh, he has special but like, i'd heard people talk about him kind of the same way like saw the Bo burnham thing where it was like he's just on stage apparently they said it's like a thousand times funnier than like robin Wood. he's doing voices doing wild shit he's like pulling, putting a stool on his head he's like basically reforming like what comedy can exist in and like now it's in this weird thing of like the comedy is is so popular that now it's like you're now getting avenues of people that are kind of turning it into something different yeah it, it, like some of that stuff in in the in the show or whatever could uh it would really transition well on the stage. Like a lot of the songs, like you were saying, yeah. like are so catchy. Like, but I think that he'll probably just forever exist right there in that special. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to take oh, it no. on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like that all just existed in that one year in this one thing. Oh yeah. There's no way. Like I couldn't imagine sitting like in the audience. Like I would be like, it, it, I don't think you could, like I said, I don't think you could recreate that. It's totally untested too though. Yeah. He was the only person who saw it. Well, that's all what he that says. Stuff, and then he just released he, it to everyone. And, well, he says that in the, like one of the songs of like making jokes without like uh, an audience, like how hard like, you make, oh, yeah. he makes a song about that where like, you know what I mean? Like he does the laugh tracks. And then what I thought also was interesting talking about like restructuring comedy is like he, you can still, he see as a uh, comedian because at the very end, the last song, he does a callback to all the songs. Mm -hmm. You're like, he like, he has, he does the, a different song, but each chorus of that song is a reference to yeah. one of the other ones. So I like that because it then brings the whole thing back full yeah, exactly. circle and you're like, oh, I, you remember every part that you enjoyed. He just points out one more time to you before you leave. That's, that's kind of like what like stand-up comedians do. Oh, yeah, the callbacks, yeah. yeah. They do a callback at the end and it kind of ends it. So it's that kind of made it more of a... Yeah, it's... it's talk about it all day anyways um <laughs> i'm sure you will be after this too yeah well, i'll probably listen to the songs like five more times but like uh yeah so it's just one of those things that like you know existing in that because um did you watch uh dave Chappelle's um thing on uh george floyd it's like nine nine sixty or something like that did you watch that no i didn't I, i'm surprised i usually watch most of this stuff uh it was like after the george floyd like after he died so you know dave Chappelle's doing that uh thing in Ohio where he built his own comedy mm -hmm. club outside or whatever. Um, and he did a thing like he called like a, a short comedy special or whatever. And it was like, it was, ex it was like a, a, all about George Floyd and, and uh, but he didn't tell jokes and, you know, and he just, you know, was basically like, it was basically a speech. Right. And like, I saw so many, like they didn't come out against it, but so many comedians be like, this is, uh, you know, you have, you have to, call it something different you can no longer like i mean you can be like one of the greatest but you can no longer you can't sell something as a comedy special to someone or like you know like uh advertise it as that and then it's not yeah yeah it's like certain ways to use your platform like for good things but it's like that's why people are always shitting on like uh what like the oscars and stuff like that about like all the actors like always giving their two cents about what's going on in the world and you're like you just you play pretend and like it's not really like your place to speak, you're a rich person in America. And then like Dave Chappelle to speak on that, it's like different, but it, he probably shouldn't call it a comedy special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how many more people kind of take that and kind of just like kind of form it into something different. Yeah. But anyways, creativity. It's great. Um, so 
I was going to, speaking of creativity, we're just going to segue into that. Keep going. Um, so I had this idea. So we, me and you used to talk about religion and like what we thought like the construct was of like the Bible being a, uh, uh, like maybe, maybe like a source of philosophy of like rules to live by. Right. More or less than an actual, like this happened. Sure. Yeah. I mean, have you, have you, I mean, we obviously have, have you, have your beliefs evolved at all? You think as you get older? Um, uh, not really. I mean, I'm a lot less hateful than I was when I was younger. Like yeah. I, I could see the reason behind people needing religion and people like wanting it, like, especially cause you know, just like the idea of death and like this infinite thing that's eventually going to come for us all. Like religion is a comforting blanket for all those people who need that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it, but the stories are kind of just so bizarre and like if you live in the world now where like we're so interconnected you know none of that stuff is really going to happen like yeah how is anybody going to like i don't even know half the stories have been so long since i've read the bible but doesn't <laughs> yeah. he like turn water into wine yeah, like yeah. talks to snakes and stuff like that yeah right? i mean yeah the idea that it's more yeah, immaculate conception yeah oh well, like <laughs> well the reason i bring it up is because as i get older it starts like warping for me into like uh different ide ideas and like constructs mm -hmm. so for example so i'm me and uh the guy I had on a podcast kobe courtney uh from the orlando ballet are working on an a um a art installation for this uh immerse festival that's going to be downtown in the fall of orlando they shut down the street and they put like all these different installations of like sometimes it's dance or like it can be multiple things over course of multiple days so there'll be like giant sculptures there'll be like an alley that has all paintings and stuff like that. So me and him have been communicating like this past week and we've worked on this idea of hope and like, but not just uh, the idea of like um, hope existing and like, cause generally like, you know, you put the word hope out there and people, you know, so associate it with the idea of like upbeat and positive, but we were playing around with the idea of making, of it being uncomfortable, of it being existing in a realm of like darkness. Cause you can be happy and have hope, but more often than not, hoping something is better usually exists in something that's bad. So recently, so I'm about to throw something out at you. Okay. Like, <laughs> I got a couple, so a couple, I, I'm, I'm crowd testing this. Uh, so this is what I'm doing on the podcast, but I've been asking oh, I got a few people about it. So the idea is, um, it's a big thing what we're planning on doing and like what it would look like. Um, I want to play around with like like an altar esque painting, but anyways, um, I I did uh, some mushrooms recently, mm -hmm. and I really like dove into that mindset of like hope and like what I meant or whatever. And I got into this thought process of hope for some some people, whether they rationalize it or not, can exist in the form of religion. So the idea that like someone that is homeless that may that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't believe using homeless as an example, but like um, someone that doesn't believe in anything, but they still believe in the hope that they're going to pull themselves out. Right. How, if that can exist as a religious construct or in like in a form, cause it's still the same thing. It still exists in something that is not something you can touch or it's only something you can feel and have faith in that one day it's going to be this. Sure. Like, uh, like, so it's kind of like Buddhism is not technically a religion, but it's yeah. like a way of like thinking about stuff. Like it's a way of being more positive. And like, that's what we're saying about religion in general. It's a, it's, it's like a good characteristics to go by. You should probably try to live your life pretty close to those rules. Like you should be a good person. You shouldn't 
treat people badly. And uh, I don't know. It's just religion is a very cloudy thing for me. Just Yeah, I got you. But like I was saying is the hope thing. Am I onto something? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds I mean, definitely. I think hope does come from like desperation. Yeah. And yeah. but like I said, look, because the, the idea is to do like a painting of like a, a symbol of hope, like someone sitting on a throne and basically, you know, play around with those motifs of like a monument type thing. But um, but yeah, I just is a recent thing that like uh, I wanted to ask you because I feel like you are a good person for it. But like, but yeah, just the idea. I, I thought maybe I was I was telling it to Kendra and it, like in the car and like when I was like on this mushroom because we were trying to go to the beach <laughs> and like I took him before I went to the beach and then we couldn't go to the beach because like uh, Titusville doesn't allow dogs. Oh, the Pylinda. I should look that up. Yes, we should have <laughs> instead of driving an hour. Yeah. Like, God damn it! And I was like, Kendra, you got to drive. <laughs> On my back, I like you know came up with this whole concept, but I don't no, that's cool. It seems like a big concept. I mean, it's a lot to think about. How much time do you have before you have to uh, September? I got to submit it by next week, but I can finish it. Uh, I, uh, the installation has to be done by September. I'm sure it'll take like many forms between here and there. You know, what I mean, like that's how things mostly start off with like that. Yeah, but just the idea of like it's it's always like you said it's cloudy for me and Kendra ourselves because we grew up with it so much mm -hmm. and it's such a heavy influence. Yeah, like the middle America yes. religious people. Yeah, oh, I mean, her dad's a pastor too. Oh, so, so the, so even the the idea of breaking down the idea or the idea of breaking down it, but the idea of trying to put something else in its place of like a god or whatever, even now makes me almost like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure, I can only imagine it's gonna like amplify as you get older too. You know, what I mean, like it, people who get like forties, fifties, then you start really thinking like. You're in the back nine and you're like, okay, well, I believe in something. I really hope this is going to happen because I'm not ready for this to end yet. Yeah. And then like, you, you know, you come into play once you have like kids and like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. That kind of stuff. And like my father, uh, he has gotten considerably more religious as he gets older because of the unknown. Like his whole idea is like, yeah. I don't know what's out there. So I'm going to. No, like death and stuff like that is just like a huge part of it. Like whenever somebody dies, like, you know, I, it kind of draws you towards that thing. You're like, well, I'd really love to see them again, or I'd love to imagine them somewhere that's comfortable. But you have, you know, we all share in the same thing. Nothing, nobody knows what's going to happen. You didn't know what happened before you were born. Yeah. You're not going to remember what happens afterwards. But I mean, it's all kind of just up in the air, I guess. And it's so bleak to think that it's like, like oh, it just lights out. Lights out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you're craving for something. But I don't know. I'm going to play around with it. I'll yeah. keep asking you questions. You can tell me if. For sure. Uh, my, my thing is I'm going to go too like existential and just be like, we're all water and moving around in like, <laughs> the existence of like, you know, like ourselves and just like go into this whole like next thing. You know what I mean? Cause I've, cause we talked about mushrooms last time and I, uh, I've been, you know, microdosing considerably a lot and like, it helps me mentally, like not only creativity and like just like resetting and stuff like that. An, an immense. Yeah. Um, I would love to try some. You've never had it? I, have, I haven't. Uh, I've done like a little I bit of mushrooms like, a long time ago. Oh, dude, it is. It is for me. It's like it almost has like I've talked about it before, like with people that you know deal with depression or whatever. I wouldn't call myself depressed, but like my I'm so existent in my head all the time right. that it kind of pulls that out. But like I'm like really considering doing like they call it like a indulgent dive is what they call or like a, a mind dive. What some people call it. And it's like you put yourself in a safe place, your room or whatever, and you take like something like five grams a lot and like you but you go in with an idea of like i'm gonna work on this right like i'm gonna work on like i listened to that guy recently and he so like um he's actually a comedian but he 
talked about like uh, he was like really wanted to construct his religious beliefs. He's like 30 something. He's like, I really wanted to like, you know, make up my mind on what I, whether I believe or what, I, you know what I mean? He really wants to like dive into, you know, what his beliefs were. Cause he's like, I don't know what, you know, what I believe it's cloudy. Same thing that we were saying. Yeah. And he went in and like, dude, he like, he had this whole like revelation. He came out and he was like, I do believe in something. Like he came out like completely, you know what I mean? And people do that on ayahuasca all the time. For sure. Yeah. I mean, cause you walk around choosing to like kind of ignore a lot of these big questions in your head because it's really uncomfortable to think about. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I, like I take a, like five milligrams of uh, like weed or like yeah. edibles and stuff like yeah. that. And then even that, like I can feel the change in my body like a little bit just because I keep my levels so low or I'll have like a vape pen and I'll use that. And it's just like, it, it evens me out and like just keeps me level headed. And sometimes it does make me uncomfortable, but sometimes that uncomfortableness is kind of necessary yeah. in, my, in my life. Cause otherwise I'll just keep working and I won't think about anything for yeah. a long time. Same. Then once I get into that uncomfortableness, like it kind of like slows me down and I'm like, oh, you kind of become thankful for yes. everything, like the normalcy of your life, like the routine day to day yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, this is good that I'm here. Yeah. And like mushrooms that do me, like they'll make me even like appreciate, like I have a house or yeah. like I have a roof. Yeah. Not even a house. Like, I'm not getting rained on right now or like I have AC or like, you know what I mean? It really breaks it down and like pulls me down to that little level. So I'm about to, I think I'm going to do like a, so I might be a different person next time you meet me. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> but <laughs> I was actually going to like, I was going to call you before I, I came up here and be like, do you ever get mushrooms? <laughs> Always. Yeah, I do right now. But, um, awesome. but yeah, uh, but like I was telling Kendra, like we also listened to podcasts about like ayahuasca. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I've heard some really good stories about it. Dude, that's like, you want to talk about like restructure your mindset, like where it's insane. Like people like, like Neil Brennan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask Did you, you about listen to that podcast. Yeah. With Neil Brennan, he was yeah. talking about going with Chris Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the, uh, uh, whiskey ginger. Yeah. For the part two. Dude, that, that one more than most of that I listened to made me want to do it. Yeah. Cause he's such a cynical, you know, person or whatever. Neil Brennan. Yeah. Yeah. And he came out like. And he came out, he's one of those guys that came out like. He's super like, he yeah. has clinical depression. Yeah. Right? He's came out and he's like, I don't need to be depressed anymore. Like I don't, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm going to do it like you know, four times a year or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I definitely, I don't necessarily believe in a God, but I definitely believe in a higher power now. Mm -hmm. And like, dude, he came out, he came out like a different person. It's so funny that he'd like, just to imagine like that one day I was just at work and like Neil Brennan and Chris Rock were just high on ayahuasca in some house somewhere, like with all these other rich, famous comedians, probably just having such a crazy experience. Well, yeah. Like dude, we listened to one recently where like, uh, she, uh, have you heard the bloodbath podcast? What's her name? Yeah. Annie Letterman. Yeah. Kalila from yeah. Tiger Belly. Yeah. She does a podcast and she, I listened to one recently on Chrissy Chaos mm. and, uh, she uh, talked about like the idea of like purging. Like she like saw her like father die. Like a lot of people like work out like fears too. Like, you know I mean? Like the loss of her father and she was like, whatever. And you know, who's still alive, yeah. which came out more appreciative and like all this kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean like altering your state of mind has always been something that I've played around with. Like even when I remember the first time I ever took like a hallucinogenic, it was the same thing. It was like kind of like taking a trip from yourself and really just like relaxing into like, like whatever's surrounding you, you know what I mean? Like, and like you're saying, it's good to go into it with an idea of what you want to accomplish out of it. Yeah. Cause otherwise it can be kind of overwhelming. It can even be scary sometimes. Of oh course. yeah. Like, yeah, dude. but even those things are, they're beneficial. They, they build you up, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, um, I keep referencing things, but I listened to one where a guy, uh, he like was doing a lot of drugs mm -hmm. cause it also has been proven. If you take, it can like reset your mind of addiction habits, like 
drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff. Right. Because it rewires a lot of your, your conscious thinking. And like, anyways, and like, he was like, oh yeah, I was doing, and like, he took, he, he like accidentally ate too much. Like when he was like drunk, he like ate a bunch. And like, he saw himself die, like uh, from an overdose. And like saw people, like saw how people were going to react. And like, he like went to heaven and like saw the interaction with like his father after his death. And like, I saw this whole like hours of played out thing. And he came out of it and he was like, I haven't touched drugs since. Like it was like, and it just like, he's like, cause it like showed him that scenario. But I don't know. I don't know if we're getting too hippy tippy talk. But. No, I mean, this is like a free form. I feel like you guys have been doing a lot of interviews lately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're kind of playing around with the idea of like different structure and like how it's going to work and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's but. kind of funny. I was thinking about it on the way over here. Like when we first time we did it together, like I was like, it was kind of like you guys did your own, but then like, I was like the first guest and like, you know, we were all like in on it like first time. And I'm like, you guys have had a lot more practice since then. And like, and yeah. I'm like, I'm going into this cold again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We've had some practice in like, um, more or less than not, I realized that uh, it's I'm better at it if there's no structure. Because like before, for the first like I don't know eight or maybe ten or more, I had like a list of stuff. Yeah, you tried and, to get to it all. Well, yeah, and I'd get to it, and it but it felt more like an interview. And like if you listen to well, last week's episode, Fuego, mm-hmm. I didn't have like hardly anything. And it, or even the the guy before that, the photographer Matt, he um, I had never met him before till that day. Right. I messaged him on Instagram like, Hey, you want to do it? And he's like, Yeah. We met at the podcast studio. We walked in, turned the mics on, and then we started. Yeah, I think it would be, it's nice to like meet somebody because then there's always so much to go from and you're both just drawing off of each other's energy as opposed to like... It felt so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just like to sit down and like I have these questions, you answer them, then we go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, and you get to learn about more about people and like, you know, their mindsets and stuff like that. And like every time I, like I'd done a couple pre-interviews with people and I'm like, and we would talk for like an hour or two. I'm like, damn it, I should have just been recording this. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, from what I've seen, like, week to week with you guys on your podcasts, like, the different people that you've drawn, I can see why you came up with the idea to do this. Because you're like, man, you guys know a lot of interesting people. Yeah. Well, there's, there's also, like, a lot of interesting people in Orlando. People, yeah. like, or, or Florida in general. Like, we're trying to transition into just Florida because next week we have Caroline on. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's she's, fun. She's, like, a biologist or something now. I'm not quite oh. sure. I guess we'll find out when she comes in here. Yeah. But she's doing, like, actual stuff that she wants to do of, like, saving the planet. Right. We thought we maybe we should start having some like people that are trying to change the world. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. But uh, further your reach. Exactly. But like, so trying to outreach to Florida, but like so many people like shit on Orlando or whatever. Do you have an opinion? Yeah, that's, we'll, we'll start wrapping up. But like, do you have an opinion of um, what what Orla- like Orlando is to you? Because you've never lived here. You've no. only visited. You've always been at, like, I wouldn't say outsider, but you've always, you know, traveled here for shows, that kind of thing. But yeah, I was actually kind of thinking about that on the way up here today. I was like, man, you know what? I, wish I could like live a little closer. Like I love where I live, but I wish I could live 20 minutes outside of Orlando because there's always so much more going on here. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, about the people you guys meet and like even being a bartender now, like I was saying, running into all those different people here and there. Like I can imagine a couple of them that I did talk to, they were like, well, we live in New York. And they're like, you yeah. can't go into a bar without meeting 10 directors in New York. Yeah, exactly. But like I randomly run into one every yeah. so often yeah you know what i mean it's like and that's the industry and the interest that i have to surround yourself with those people is super important mm-hmm. and it's just like you're not getting that in this small beach town mm-hmm. so i need to have kind of an outreach or i need to be spending more time out here with like-minded people you mm-hmm. know what i mean like trying to find people who are just more into the same stuff i know some people that might want to direct some stuff we'll yeah. talk about it afterwards For but sure. uh but yeah so yeah I, I, yeah like to, i get that as from like new smyrna that was a thing like We've talked about that before of like living, but we're kind of the same way with like 
I would like to, I wish that the beach was 20 minutes away from here. We said that the other day when we were drove. Like, yeah. we like going to the beach. We also like living. It's like one of those things where it's like, and beach towns, like, as a whole are like uh, strange places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really exist in like a big city setting most of the time. For sure. They exist in this small, like, alcove people that are kind of like a clicks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. everyone knows everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very much like a hometown kind of vibe mm-hmm. as opposed to this where you're just like meeting people constantly. Yeah, constantly like, oh, you do that? That's dope. You yeah. know what I mean? But I've been we, spending a lot of time going around to different places in Florida since I've been back this year, which is something I always like I enjoy about my time in Florida is mm-hmm. uh, like I've been going to St. Augustine. Yeah. Have you guys been there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. You can spend a whole day there just like seeing all different stuff or even like Sanford has a pretty good yeah. like bar scene and food scene i try to come up here every once in a while mount dora like that whole thing like i haven't been to mount dora i haven't either but i heard it's amazing (laughs) 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 but yeah but yeah i uh but the same thing is like people always shit so hard on florida like that's the idea is like people yeah it's kind of the back of the country yeah exactly well there is that like you know there here's that whole center area where i don't know what goes on there like the like the panhandle and stuff like that there's some what there's a time zone there's wild things here but more often than not like people just like Thinks it's like, think it's the worst place in the world or like you know make it like the butt of a joke yeah for sure i mean i'm also from new jersey which is like the other butt of the joke yeah, so it's yeah, like i'm yeah. like i'm from both ends i'm getting it from everywhere yeah it's awful but then yeah. you know then, then you get this everybody's got an opinion about everything california's got their whole like too liberal type thing yeah. everyone hates on them everyone hates on everybody now that's it's so true. weird yeah there's no like uh you know that's what's in right now yeah, no yeah. unity everyone, and not liking everyone, anything yeah oh yeah you yeah. cannot like it and it has to have like a deeper meaning to it for sure exactly as i just told you like 30 different me- deep meanings <laughs> <laughs> i'm part of the problem you're uh, adapting um so last thing uh or a couple last thing uh what's uh the wedding update well everyone keeps asking but we we're just living life like enjoying our enjoying our time together so you're just, wearing a ring you, and you said yeah. my wife yep but no that's paperwork. It. No paperwork. But I mean, that's a that's a free construct. We're just like, got it. We're, we're married. <laughs> yep. like, yeah. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to be like, show me your like. Yeah. yeah. See the license. Yeah. Exactly. It's never going to happen. So I mean, like, we, I don't know. We've been working through it. it took a lot to plan it because we had like you know ideas for what we wanted, and then just planning the wedding out in general took almost like a whole year. And it was like every free moment we had, like, I'll call this person and then call this and set this up. And then like when it didn't happen, like it the pandemic happened a month before we were supposed to get married so it was like it was already finished planning we were basically ready to do it and then it happened so yeah i mean it is what it is we're we're happy we're just hanging out like we don't really even think about it that much only people think about it like are my parents and yeah. you guys well i'm bringing it up <laughs> just because i want free booze and i want to be able to dance that's what most people want <laughs> yeah, yeah that's exactly. what everybody wants yeah. and it would have been really fun i it's been it's been a weird one just like the uh i don't know like i it like uh, when Tyler passed away, it was really hard for me to like think about having the wedding now, like and even my bachelor party and stuff like that without like mm-hmm. that part of like my life. Like it's just like super strange to think about like that's really what I missed out on. Like the mm-hmm. wedding itself was going to be great, but like the feeling now that like a big part of it's missing like, yeah. from that. You know what I mean? So it's just we're just going day by day. Gotcha. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that's we're good. Basically way. living as a married couple anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have a kid soon and then it goes from there. No. Three three dogs. I don't think we're getting yeah. any any kids. And, and ever? Oh, what about you guys? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we keep making jokes. Like for instance, like like uh, Neil in there. Like, I was talking. I talked to him a couple months ago because he just had a baby. But like the idea that like 
like I always make the joke to people about like, cause I was talking to someone else who like has like two kids and making the joke to people of like, like said something about kids or whatever. And I'm like, I understand we have a puppy. Yeah. Now, like I say it as a joke, yeah. but what, ha- what surprisingly happens is the person responds with, Oh, like, puppies are way worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And like, yeah, I, I keep saying it as a joke and I'm expecting someone to be like, Oh, shut the fuck up. You don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're like, Oh no, you get your hands full or whatever. And like, you know, definitely like, uh, if you apparently, if you want to have a kid, you listen to, or you, you if you want to have a kid, you have a puppy first. Yeah. I always make the joke that like puppies are like having kids that you're not allowed to bring anywhere that nobody wants to have around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You that's can't bring one. them to the restaurant with you. You just can't go. That's, that's a good bit. You should write that down. Yeah. You do, do some stage time. I've been using it a lot. Been testing it. Yeah. <laughs> do, an open, do an open mic. Do uh, your yeah. creative room. Huh? You can just create your, you tell, you tell Ashley, like, hey, I'm going to lock myself in this creative room for a year. <laughs> <laughs> but to come up with a special of like uh, jokes that I don't test. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have, I mean, I'm springing this on you. Do you have a Florida recommendation? Florida recommendations? I mean. A restaurant. Uh, any place that, what about a place that you and Ashley have been frequenting lately? Like a date spot, anything like that? Yeah, it can be in New Smyrna. It can be wherever. Uh, I mean. Anything new in that area? I'm putting you on the spot. But. There's a great Thai place in Daytona called Zen Bistro. Been going there, trying lots of different curries lately. Nice. Been a good thing. Curry guy. Always like trying different stuff. So right on. really just getting out of your comfort zone, going to different restaurants. I could only, that's my recommendation. That's such a, that's such a good one. Despite if it's texture. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. We had, I had one, but I forgot what it was. I don't know. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. Drew, you have anything else? No. You have anything you want to plug? No. <laughs> You're not very a social media guy, so. No, I, I've been thinking about getting into it again from like a standpoint of like professionalism though, like yeah, trying it, to build like something and not just like, here's me, you know. It just sucks that it's so ingrained into what you need nowadays, but that's a whole right. different conversation. I don't want to get back into my art and stuff like that, but <laughs> anyways, that's all I got. So thanks for listening. Um, follow uh, Instant Friends Pod on Instagram. Uh, follow me an artist. Jordan C. Jones to see uh, kind of the stuff I was talking about as that progresses. I mean, because it has to get accepted on like new stuff. You know, watch movies on that. But, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Snow you later.